we hit a point where we needed to staff up very quickly around the world to try to find people with a very specific technical background to fill these positions. But it's not just recruiting on the job that's open uh, today. There's also an element of each time we do this, it's pipeline building and brand awareness for the future. So not everybody knows of us. We're trying to introduce Vico around the world. I would say we're still early on in our employer branding journey, but we are seeing success and we're starting to build on that. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren Sargent with Stories Inc. Before I was an entrepreneur, I was a recruiter. And I'm actually still a recruiter because you don't really lose it. That's one of the reasons I love this conversation with Brendan Wright, whose small but mighty town acquisition team at Vico is tackling some really tough recruiting challenges. Brendan talks about sprinting to complete major hiring ramps for hard to find technical talent globally, all while he and his team build Vico's employer brand awareness in the long term. The second reason I love this conversation is because I love hearing from Brendan. He's a positive person and former Marine who makes every daunting challenge seem possible. In fact, I left out loud when he says in this pre-recorded interview with Bernadette that part of the fun of his job is the fact that it's so difficult. Brendan always inspires me to get my tailing gear. So no matter what talent acquisition challenge you're facing, he's sure to inspire you to go get them. Listen to the Stories Inc. Spotlight to learn about how Brendan and his team get it done. Hello, everybody. My name is Bernadette Van Giesen from Stories Inc. We have a really exciting conversation today. I am joined by Brendan Wright, Vice President of Global Talent Acquisition, Communications, and HR Operations at Vico. Hi, Brendan. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. Sure. Uh, do you want to briefly introduce yourself before we dive into our topic? Sure. I'm Brendan. I am the uh, Vice President of Global Talent Acquisition and HR Operations at Vico. We are a semiconductor capital company. And we design, develop, manufacture, service uh, equipment that is used to make semiconductors. I've been with the company now for a little over 12 years and have had lots of inter interesting challenges along the way, particularly related to talent acquisition. When you hear a title like uh, global talent acquisition, it can sound really big. But Vico is roughly 1,300 employees globally. And to support the organization, in its entirety, we have a very small talent acquisition team. My involvement on a day-to-day -day basis has really changed over the years, so I'm not really in it as much as I used to be. But we have two regular full-time recruiters that support the United States and Europe, and one that supports the Asia-Pacific region. And we also augment occasionally with contract recruiters and bring them in as needed. But it's that small team that really is responsible for supporting all of the talent acquisition activities for the company. So that's, sometimes I tell people that and they're like, how, no, how, really how, how, how is that even possible? Yeah. But it's possible because I, I'm lucky to work with such great people. We also have, one of the things that I think differentiates us is we have a very strong partnership with our HR business partner teams and the business itself that really minimizes a lot of the inefficiencies that may cause you to need a bigger team sometimes, but it really does come down to, we've got some great recruiters. So that's the layout of the team. I report to our chief administration officer and he reports to the CEO. So right up there at, at the top of the organization, have a lot of visibility. And again, as I said, have a lot of support across the organization to do recruiting well. And it is really required because we are in such a competitive market and one that, that 
requires this really specialized technical talent. So it's not like there's uh, a, a ton of candidates like there might be in, in, in some other industries or, or particular functions. As far as where we are on our employer branding journey, I, I remember when I first started here, we really weren't on social media at all. That was one of the things that I came here to help do and I guess bring a little bit current. And at one point we actually, like many companies, had some ideas about whether it was smart or not to have access to social media in the workplace. And so we worked through all that kind of stuff. And over the years, we've tried to build collateral. We've built out our website. We've worked with the stories team to develop a, a couple of employer brand videos. We tinkered around a little bit with, with an employment brand ambassador program last year. And it's interesting because I think you guys have just launched some training around that and uh, certainly something we want to check out to try to get more people to create content, because I think that's one of the biggest challenges with employer branding is being able to come up with the content on a regular basis. And I already described the size of our team. So it's, they're mostly focused on the requisitions that they have in front of them. So we've really got to try to leverage the rest of the organization. So we're, I would say we're still early on in our employer branding journey, but we are seeing success and we're starting to build on that. And I hope we'll continue to be able to add more collateral and make it something that comes to us more naturally, as opposed to it having to be the sort of effort every single time we try to do it. I know a lot of those kind of pieces we're going to touch on today, like video, trying to empower your workforce, things like that. Great. So are you ready to dive into our topic a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. So today we're talking about how to attract a highly skilled position. And I know that Vico recently went through and is still working on somewhat a global hiring ramp for a position that's really important to your team. Sure. So it's not just one position. It's a number of positions that are similar and I'll categorize them by saying they're in the field or technical support space. And these are the people that work directly with our customers, generally on site. The tools that we make and manufacture are highly complex. There's tens of thousands of parts to these tools. They sell often for multi-million dollars. They're marvels if, if you're not uh, a person that's really familiar with these things. And so the people that are able to work on these kinds of tools and this kind of process equipment are very skilled. And not only are they very technical and they have great logic and troubleshooting backgrounds, they directly interface with the customer and how that goes can impact your relationship. So the, these positions are highly sought after in our industry because people who do them well are, are extremely valuable. And so we, we've been fortunate enough to be growing. We have lots of opportunities with all different kinds of top tier semiconductor companies. And we hit a point where we needed to staff up very quickly around the world, not just in the United States, but globally to try to find people with a very specific kind of technical background in our industry to fill these positions. And as you said, it's a ramp by, by nature of that term, you're trying to do it quickly and you want to deliver these people fast to the business so that they can start to have a positive impact with our customers. That quality and speed component is the tough thing to hit there. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think some of us have heard that cost, quality, speed thing, triangle, right? You get two and, and we're never going to sacrifice on quality, especially when we're talking about people, then and we want to go fast, but we also 
we also have cost limitations as well. So I, I think in lots of MBA places around classes around the world, they teach this interplay. We're challenged with trying to deliver on all three of those elements. What's unique about this challenge is the global aspect of it. Because I think these hiring ramps, you think about like a new location opening and it's concentrated at a physical location. What are the unique mindset that you have going into the fact that these roles are around the world? I would say recruiting in the United States is challenging enough for us because the, the, the because of the skill set, because of our industry, I guess the place where our industry is right now, you may have heard of the CHIPS Act in the news. This is an effort to bring more semiconductor manufacturing into the, into the United States. And that has created lots of opportunities for companies to, to build and invest. And when you build and invest, you need to hire. So in the United States by itself, it's tough. But then you go outside the U.S. and not only are you running into uh, the same challenges of that quality and speed that you talked about, um, but now you're getting into different employment laws, different cultural situations, especially in some of the countries in Asia uh, where recruiting doesn't happen like it does in the U.S. Um, There's not just a a two-week notice In, in some countries. Employment for life is still something that is, is common and people tend to stay with an organization for a very long time. Notice periods can be three months long. So a search that might generally take a few months, you then have to add a notice period. So you could be looking at from the time you open a requisition, realistically, five to six months before a person actually starts. So it's not just recruiting on the job that's open uh, today. There's also an element of each time we do this, it's pipeline building for the future and brand awareness for the future. And that's really where some of the employment branding activity comes in, because as we're doing all of this on a global basis, and we're trying to introduce Vico around the world, not everybody knows of us. Before I came to work here, I'd never heard of the company either. My guess is you might not have either. Um, but our work is very important. Our technology touches almost everything that people interact with on a regular basis in some way or another, but people don't know. When you get outside the country, there's less brand awareness and that's just another complication. Add in the fact that I already described a pretty small, but mighty internal recruiting team. And you have all the elements for a really tough time. It's a unique challenge, but one that, as I said, I've been here a pretty long time. And it's just, uh, I, I think that's part of the fun of it is the fact that it is so difficult. Let's get into some of the things that you and your team executed to make this challenge surroundable. So what are, you, what are the, some of the changes that your team made internally in your organization to attract, engage, and ultimately convert this highly specialized talent group? Certainly finding the candidates can be challenging, but when you look at the whole cycle of a recruiting project, Generally, the delay time is all in interviews and scheduling and availability and getting the team together. And is it a giant team or is it a team that's traveling all over the place? So whatever you can do to streamline that and to take out that delay time can really shorten the the cycle time of of any recruiting project. So one of the things that we did was we worked with our hiring teams to really get them down to a core group that we like to say knows what good looks like and can make a decision very quickly 
we encouraged panel interviews or you know more than one person in an interview. Again, when you schedule serial interviews, that just can take a lot more time and then you have to triangulate what everybody else heard. So ideally, if you can get all the people together in one call and you have one interview and you're like, at the end of it, let's make a decision, that can really help and accelerate the process. We have great relationships with our our hiring teams. They understand that we need to move quickly uh, and they were all more than willing to, to, to find people that know what good looks like and, and make decisions quickly. So that way, when we introduce candidates into the process, we're, we're cycling them very fast and getting them into the interview process, making decisions. If they're the right person, great. If they're not, then we're able to move on to, to the next one fast. I would imagine a lot of the people you're recruiting are passive talent. And so I just feel like it's even more important when you get into these niche hiring groups that you need to make sure that you're optimizing your time with them. You really need to capture their attention while it's there. And there's, there's this, the, the psychology of speed. So they must really like me. They're moving really fast because most of us have probably been through an interview experience in our lives where it's been like, I was supposed to hear back by now and I haven't, or I was hoping this would move more quickly, but it's not. And when it does, it feels good. And it's a genuine thing on our part because we understand exactly what he just said. But more importantly, it, it is about efficiency. It is about, we're not sacrificing anything by doing it this way. We're just moving more quickly and we're aligning with intention up front so that allows us to go more quickly. So it may take some time at the beginning when you get going to slow down for a second. I was uh, in the Marine Corps a long time ago. One of the things that we like to say, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So when you're slow intentionally and then you create a smoothness in the process that actually allows you to go faster at the end. And so taking a few minutes up front to just make sure that you've got this alignment can really help once you get into the interview process. So that was one thing that we, that we did and that allowed us to make decisions much more quickly. We have a, I think a very generous employee referral program internally. So we would amp that up a little bit. And in some cases even doubled the referral bonuses to try to incentivize our teams to really take a second to think about who they might know. When you talk about employer brand, we also tried to leverage all of our internal teams that were involved in this hiring, encourage them to share these jobs on their own social networks whatever they may be, whatever they were comfortable with. And for people like me and perhaps like yourself and others that are in the talent space, being on LinkedIn is breathing. It's very comfortable, right? And we might expect that, hey, like just post this on LinkedIn. But there's a lot of people that don't ever go on LinkedIn unless they're looking for a job or some, some they have some other reason trying to connect with someone, whatever. And so they don't have that same comfort level, taking that into account, trying to make it easy for them, maybe giving them options with different copy. Hey, just take this and paste it in there. Here's an image you can use, give them what they need to be able to do it. And then what do I do if someone reaches out to me? No problem. Just send them our way and make sure that you try to remove all the pieces of, of friction that can prevent someone from wanting to participate in that. Even doing all that, sometimes people still don't want to do it and that's okay. But if you're intentional about trying to make it easier, right, it can be uh, a much better experience and you can leverage some people who might not have been comfortable to do that otherwise. For anyone listening out there who's going through a similar kind of hiring ramp in that organization, I feel like, Brennan, you just listened three or four like really good 
things that you can do organically, getting better internal alignment, getting like a a core team together that's really focused on these positions, knows what they're looking for, streamline that process, doubling referral bonus, working within the confines of what you already have in your organization, and then leveraging your people on social. When you talk about giving people something to share on social, so like giving them copy, giving them photos. I know a big piece in the stories I was able to partner with Vico on this was creating a recruitment marketing video that would be able to be used in all these different touch points. So can we dive into the video a little bit and tell us a little bit more about why that video was an important part of this strategy? We think that video and stories and sharing directly from our employees is, is probably the most effective media that we have today currently to be able to articulate authentically, like what we're doing, what the opportunity is, what Vico's about, uh, who you could potentially be working with. And so it became very important to tie all these pieces together, to have something to go along with all of this, that got that message across. And that was when we decided, all right, we need a specific video focused on our field and technical support folks, the ones that we're trying to recruit in this ramp. And that's when we came to, to stories for, for help on that project to get that done. Yeah. Cause up until this point, did you have anything that was personalized to this audience as you were going out to, to market? So we'd done a little bit of, of employer branding work before we'd worked with you previously to develop some, I, I would say more engineering focused employer brand videos and they went over great, but they weren't necessarily related to a specific ramp. This was really about giving people some insight into what it's like to be an engineer or work in the engineering team, uh, here at Vico, nothing focused on this particular group of employees. So that, that also created an opportunity for us to expand our collateral portfolio and really give potential candidates some insight on what it would be like to work in that particular functional area within the company. Uh, certainly they had access to see the engineering videos, but it's always nice to see, have like, something that's directly related to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause you gotta think it's a person on the other end of these applications that it's like, they, they want to know what the job is. They want to know what it is to be a tech, a technician at Vico. But then how is that part of the engineering team? What is it like in a bigger picture? Like they want to know right. both. And so having the big picture look, but look into what is my day-to-day going to be like? What is the culture of this team like here? Yep. That was different than what I'm currently experiencing. Uh, is Absolutely. Different. Yep. Yeah. So that was really the, the, the basis. And then of course we reached out to, to the stories team to get some ideas and, and help us get that done. Yeah. So Vico, your team picked the storyteller, but we did one employee spotlight video. We settled on interviewing a leader within this talent group. What thoughts went into to picking who would be the spotlight of this video? Yes. Generally speaking, when we've done this before, we focused on, I would say, em- employees down in the organization. And I do think that's an important element of authenticity and, and sharing what the day-to-day is. But in this particular case, we thought there's a commonality uh, when you're looking at a global organization. And the leader really has an opportunity to speak to anyone that could potentially become part of that global service organization that we have. And so we had to move quickly 
because we're on this in this clock's ticking in the background. We got this ramp going on. We don't really have a lot of time to go and and find people. And by the way, the people that we have are busy working with customers. Where could we get the the proverbial most bang for your buck kind of thing? And ultimately, we settled on our on our leader of our global service organization, and his name is Jeff. He was a great choice for this because one. This ramp and this recruiting obviously is important to his entire organization. Number two, Jeff is a, is a, he's a U.S. military veteran, and there is a, a pretty strong veteran population that works in this technical support and field area. So we were, that, that's another draw. But Jeff also had the opportunity, because he's the leader of this organization, to talk about the impact that the team has, their purpose, the culture of the team, uh, how you make a, a difference, you know, making a material difference is, is, is something that you see a lot with what we do at, at, at Vico. So Jeff could speak directly to that. So once we thought through all those things and figured out like who could cover all of that, he became the obvious choice. That's a really good tip of thinking through like, what are some of the differentiators when you are talking to this talent group and then finding the storyteller that can like align with those pieces. That's, that's really great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit more about the video and how we brought it to life. So I know it was, we ended up doing a virtual, virtual story session for this. Yeah. Um, can you tell, talk a little bit about that process? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned before, we do have a little experience with this. We, I think the last time go around, we did an in-person shoot. So we knew the quality of, of, of what that looked like and how it was expertly choreographed by the stories team. So. Again, we wanted to get this done quickly. We don't have, we have, we don't have a lot of time to fly people around and do photo shoots and that kind of thing. And thankfully your team offered a virtual storytelling opportunity and we learned a lot through our previous evolution of, of how to, to try to make that great. And of course we had great partners on the stories team that helped set the stage, everything from looking at the things in the background to make sure that that, that was stuff you wanted to be in the video. So helping with lighting and camera placement and all of those sorts of things and really took, took, took a lot off of our plate just in terms of, uh, of, of trying to figure out how to do it. We were able to do it virtually. We also aligned with Jeff, uh, that we needed to move quickly. And so we all committed that we were going to get this thing done and packaged and shipped, uh, within a 30 day period. And again, fortunately, you've got great people on your side I've, I've I'm, I'm, Again, fortunate to work with a great Marcom team uh, that was able to, to coordinate all this together. We had uh, a very short turnaround in terms of preparation, kinds of questions that might be asked and the general flow of the discussion and Jeff's preparation to make sure that he was at ease with the conversation. And having that, again, having that upfront alignment about, hey, we need this to go quickly means that anytime something is with you, you got an action to turn it around and get it back to the other person. So I think that helped accelerate those timelines. The day of the shoot went great. The video editing process uh, was turned around quickly on your end. We get it. We, we got it on our side and looked at the music and looked at different. You learn a lot about, uh, I guess I know enough about video editing at this point to make me dangerous, at least from the, at least from the observer side that goes back and forth. You pick the music, you do all the things and you finalize it and, and you share it internally and make sure that people are happy with the project and then you get it out in the wild. Yep. And so 
it was an exercise in understanding the urgency because this is a ramp. So if it takes us three months to develop this video and it shows up late, how did it help us? So we, we were able to, to get it done in, I would say the early beginnings of our ramp project and have it then be a piece of collateral that we could use as we continue to work through it. In all those different places, like events yep. and emails and social landing page, career site, it's like it can be used in so many places. Yep. It's actually uh, the video that like when you go to our careers page, it's still the, the main one that's there that's got the, the headliner spot. It's, mm -hmm. it's been a, a great piece for us. Awesome. So you got the video out into the wild. How did the ramp go? Yes. I, I wish I could say, oh, they're all done. This is reality and this is recruiting. We, we had a lot of success in, in the U.S., we are still working through recruiting in Asia and it continues to go along and I, we made a lot of really good progress. And I think having all of these pieces in place, the market is the market. And even in a challenging market, you're going to have, you're going to have ups and downs in, in, in terms of how quickly you're able to do things. But when you look at the whole strategy, what we really tried to do was make sure that whatever was keeping us from filling these positions wasn't ourselves and getting all that alignment up front and making sure that we have lots of different touch points and pieces of information where we can tell our story so that when we do have that opportunity to engage with the right person, they're able to uh, see as much as they can being an outsider through all the different things that we've tried to do, including the video. And we'll continue to use this as we go along with our hiring here. But it was successful. I think if you ask uh, the business when all the positions aren't fill filled yet, it's not, we're not done. And I certainly appreciate that. But we think this whole process and, and the video were valuable pieces in getting to where we, we are today. Absolutely. Awesome. So I guess to quickly summarize some of your big points for anyone who is out there going through a hiring ramp themselves with a, especially a highly specialized group. I think for one, really understanding your audience, where do they come from? What are they looking for? What do you, what does your company offer that might be different than what they have now? Internal alignment. So get your like super teams together, get everyone on the same page, streamline processes where you can to try to, to speed up that process for the candidates. And then you might have to create something new. You might need to add something to your repertoire to just communicate more clearly with your candidates what your company has to offer. Any final tips that you want to leave our audience with? Is anyone out there going through a similar hiring ramp? Maybe the only thing is I, in, in the discussions that we had around how do we get this video done? Why partner with stories? Why not just like whip your cell phone out and walk around the building and take some videos? If you've ever tried to make a reel on Instagram or try to do this yourself, you learn pretty quickly that it, it's harder than people might think to do it well. Certainly, if you have that skill set, uh, and some companies do, that's great. But for us, it was important that it, that it was a balance of professionalism and authenticity. And with a small team, you guys were the great a great partner for us to to be able to get this done and, and align quickly and, and turn it around quickly. We may still be trying to get it done if we try to do it ourselves. So there's a lot to be said for doing things in-house for sure. And maybe one day we'll be able to take all the lessons that we've learned in working with you and, and make some stuff on our own. But that was a key decision that we had to make. If we want to move quickly, how do we do that? And that may be something that 
that some of the, some people are, are trying to figure out, thought I'd offer that as well. So thank you. And it was a pleasure partnering with your team. Yeah. Your team. Awesome. They, they loved it too. And again, I, I didn't do any of this on my own, but we're a lot of, a lot of great people internally here at Vico that, uh, that participated and certainly the folks from stories, um, were right there with us. Thank you so much, Brendan, for sharing your insights with us today. And uh, I'm sure people can find you on LinkedIn. Awesome. Cool. Thanks a lot. We loved working with Brendan, and I hope you enjoyed learning from him today as well. Thank you for listening in. Head over to storiesincorporated.com for more resources, guides, and tips on growing your employee story efforts, no matter what role you're in.